Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy the Show, I'm Adam Todd Brown. And I'm Fizza Dasani. And we are your hosts this week. Fizza, welcome back. It's been a while since you have co-hosted an episode with Yeah, me. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be uh, virus-free. I did get the flu at the beginning of the at last month. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was down for two weeks. I thought I was getting something, but I think I was just tired. Okay. So far, despite having to interact with so many people who go yeah. so many different places... I haven't been sick this season. Mm, I feel like so many people have more than usual. I am going to Wuhan next week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's really cheap to go there now. Well, I mean, you know, you've had good luck so far. Maybe your, yeah. your streak will continue. Yeah. Flights, dirt cheap. No, I'm definitely not. I don't think you can even fly there right now. Oh, yeah. They they've have like several, um, I think, regions quarantined. Oh, yeah. Uh, all around China, there are quarantines in place. There are businesses that are shut down. We did an episode of Pretty Scary. Yeah. Uh, by the time this goes up, that will have been a couple weeks ago. That's a little more informational based yeah. than, than what this is going to be. But yeah, it's it's really causing a lot of goddamn panic in China. Yeah. And it should be causing panic in China. in China. Yeah. I don't know that people should be getting as panicked or racist as they are in the United States and Canada. I mean, but that's normal. Right now. That's yeah. standard, standard response from America. Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, what maybe has sort of fanned the flames of the story is that this has been a very aggressive flu season here in the United States. And um, yeah. I think this this year's uh, flu vaccine, maybe they um, estimated the wrong virus, like type A would be oh. more prominent in the first half of the season. And for whatever reason, the, the vaccine is not great this season. Yeah, this is the first year in a long time that I didn't get a flu shot. Yeah, I didn't get a flu shot, but this is the first time I've gotten the flu in a long time. So, yeah. <laughs> you Do know. you normally get them? randomly like you know if i'm at a pharmacist and they're like free flu shot yeah and if i have some time i'll be like yeah but this time i i didn't although i hear it wasn't well although you know what i feel like still getting exposed to that would because my flu i i was very sick yeah you know i was like i think the first three days were just yeah first three days i couldn't really move much or do anything and then i felt you know i still felt sick for a week and then the week after that i didn't feel ill but i felt a lot of fatigue yeah so it's sort of like i couldn't really push myself so that's a long time to be sort of yeah out. i've I, i've heard from a few different people that it was especially rough this year yeah uh so i'm glad i haven't gotten it so far yeah uh thank you for not recording with me while you were sick yeah, uh, you know, I don't want to be a bioterrorist. Yeah, that's what you are if you show up to work sick, people. I did once. I went to one show, and then immediately I was like, I can't do this. This is not. Yeah. And I canceled every other show. But yeah, that's, but also, like, I didn't real. I hadn't had the flu in so long, I didn't recognize it as the flu. Like, I thought, I thought I was hungover and got a cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. You yeah, know. That, that's, that's how it'll spread here. Open mics and mm. LA bar shows and things. But. And if you're, yeah, if anyone's worried about the coronavirus, like throw out all the microphones. Yeah, including these. <laughs> yeah, but it, it so far there's only 
as we're recording this, I think 11 cases in the United States. Uh, what is crazy is that pretty scary episode that I just mentioned. We just recorded that on Monday. And by the time we're recording this now, the number of deaths has gone up by like 300, I think. And it was only 360. These are deaths from coronavirus? Yeah. Wasn't it? I thought the death count was around 80. No, that's the thing. It's going up exponentially every day. Okay. And yeah, because the articles mentioned, I think the death count. Yeah, so the some of the articles that are a little older. Yeah, and and by a little older we mean like two days, two or three days. But that's how fast this is spreading in that particular area. Yeah, and if they can keep it contained to China, that'll be good. But uh, it maybe they can't. Do they even have the healthcare available to to deal with it? Sounds like a, a crisis there. It is a super duper crisis. They have drafted fourteen hundred doctors and healthcare practitioners out of the Chinese military, and they have them working only on the coronavirus. They built a hospital that holds eleven hundred people. Yeah, in ten days. Oh my god. Uh, and then another one that holds 1,300 people is going to be finished later this month. So they're doing a lot to try yeah. and contain it. Yeah. I mean, how do they, I'm always curious how the healthcare providers protect themselves because they're going to have just this exposure. Yeah. That's the thing. Constant they have to, to, you, if you're treating someone in quarantine, you have to kind of be quarantined yourself and you have to, when you go in to interact with them, I'm assuming you have to be all fucking hazmatted up. Yeah, I was curious because I know here, you know, people are exp- like, you know, doctors are around sick people all the time and they aren't hazmatted up and they're around like, you know, the regular flu is very contagious. There's something called a bone breaker flu. Another comedian told me he had and it felt like his bones were breaking when he walked. Oh. And he had to walk to a clinic be- <laughs> for, you know, because yeah. he didn't want to feel like that anymore. And then... When he got to the clinic, the doctors would not come in the room. They threw his prescription at him because it was such a contagious, awful fucking flu. And do you blame them? Oh, yeah, of course not. So, yeah, I don't know how. And I think they nixed his bill also because they felt bad about it. Oh, wow. But um, it's, you know, like it's they're pretty courageous. Yeah. the, The people who have been quarantined in the United States, I think a lot of them are just being quarantined at home. There's a husband and wife in San Francisco that got it and they're just at home and they can't leave. Uh, but they're making sure they don't leave the government. (sighs) They have people posted outside. Probably. Yeah. What's so scary about bioterrorism is it's just like, you can't really see it coming. No. And that's that's one of the concerns is bio warfare is that this is actually a a bio weapon that was created by take your pick when it comes to the countries. The first obvious one that people are are talking about is China. Yeah. And the thing about the the theory that this is a bio weapon made by China, for one thing, it it all kind of starts with an article on a right-leaning website yeah. called the Washington Times. <laughs> which is very easy to confuse for the Washington Post yeah. if you're just scanning through headlines. And they interviewed this former Israeli military officer who was talking about this place called the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is a real place. And it's in it's in Wuhan, obviously. Yeah. And it's China's most advanced biological research lab According to that article, I and don't. It's, it's in the city of origin, right? Of the this particular co- coronavirus, which is actually they're calling it the novel coronavirus, meaning new coronavirus, right? And then there's some number, yeah. After it, uh, and the thing about Wuhan or Wuhan, I'm, I, I think it's Wuhan. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but like, as ignorant Americans, uh, we tend to hear things like. A disease that started in bats and spread through a meat market. Yeah. And think that this is like happening in some small isolated town. Yeah. Wuhan is huge. It's the biggest 
city in Hubei province. Population is 11 million people. Oh, that is huge. Yeah, it's the seventh most populous city in China. and the, Which is the most populous country. Right. So it's, yeah. And the most populous in, I believe, central China. This is a, a huge metropolitan area that's affected. It's it's a huge place. So yeah, people do a lot of business in Wuhan. And that's how all of the cases that have happened here, it's been people who've traveled there and came back here. And so the, this theory is that what this Israeli intelligence agent was pushing in this article, he wasn't really even pushing this theory. What he, he said is that this Wuhan Institute of Virology could be part of China's biochemical warfare program, which is a thing that we don't even know for sure exists. But he says he has uh, studied it and that it's a real thing and that this... The program's a real thing. The program is a real thing. Because it's factual that the the institute exists, right? The institute for exists. For research. Right. But yeah, the like, bio-warfare is a very charged right. term. Like that name sounds... Uh, bio-weapons. Sounds scary, but those yeah. are the these are the companies that make vaccines and shit. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to have access to these viruses. And his... He doesn't even say that this company is directly involved in that. He says there's a chance that they could be uh, at some point, or maybe they are now to some small extent, but not publicly involved with this bioweapons program. And then he doesn't explicitly say that it came from them. What he says, and it kind of speaks to your question about medical practitioners and how they deal with these patients sometimes if you're working in one of these labs that deals with these viruses you can accidentally get infected or contaminated in some way and make it out the door without realizing it yeah and now you've spread it inadvertently happen yeah and all he was saying is that could be what happened and if that's the case i don't care like well yeah that's not like malicious intent that's not uh, diabolical that's an that's an accident because i mean it's you can't see these things with your bare eye how would you know right and what that turned into is this right-wing website called zero hedge which is like a financial website but they also post a bunch of right-wing conspiracy theories yeah uh pick a fucking lane (laughs) they they published the name of a scientist who works at wuhan institute of virology uh and basically said this is the guy who started Wuhan coronavirus and they posted like his address and phone number and shit on Twitter got permanently banned from Twitter for doing it. Yeah. But once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. Now the guy is at risk. Oh yeah. And the reason they singled him out is there's an article out there from like 2013 that just said he was studying bats to find out why they don't ever get sick from coronavirus. But that's also what someone who was researching a vaccine would do. Yeah. Like, that's how you create vaccines. You find the thing that causes it and kind of reverse engineer it from there. So there really wasn't much proof. It was just... No proof. It was Yeah, so no proof, and they just put that... Basically tried to ruin a guy's life. Exactly. Which, uh, they deserve to get banned from Twitter for that. Yeah. Uh, and the, the name of that Israeli intelligence officer was Danny Shoham, uh... That's not me doxing him. His name is in the fucking article. <laughs> uh, not throwing him under the bus. Yeah. But uh, this was not his... throwing his address out there. <laughs> this is where you can find him tomorrow at 2 p.m. Uh, this was his exact quote. In principle, outward virus infiltration might take place either as leakage or as an indoor unnoticed infection of a person that normally went out of the concerned facility. This could have been the case with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but so far there isn't evidence or indication for such an incident. So he even ends his own statement about it by saying there's no evidence that what I'm saying But this is not the guy who released happened. the address, is it? No. Okay, yeah. No. It sounds like, I mean, that sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah. Or, I, I feel know. like he was probably almost kind of cornered 
into saying, yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. And then they latch onto that. And they're, yeah, like pushing him to get the, the quote. Yeah. And the, the other weird thing about the Wuhan Institute of Virology, there was this uh, meme going around. I don't know if you saw this. I put it in the notes kind of late. But do you ever play Resident Evil? No. I don't either. But I know it's a video game, and at the center of that video game is this. Oh, I did see this. Yeah, there's there's movies. uh, the, The Umbrella Corporation is the evil corporation at the center of the Resident Evil universe. And this meme went around showing that the Wuhan Institute of Virology has the exact same logo, Fizza. See, conspiracy Can you deal with that? I can't. I can't because all the conspiracy theorists who are listening to this, they're all just like, like very turned on right now. (laughs) I'm kind of turned on by it as well. Well, the problem with this meme and oh, and the other thing in the Resident Evil universe, the Umbrella Corporation unleashes a virus in a town called uh, Raccoon City. So how come all these secret societies love putting their symbolism everywhere? Exactly. It's sort of like how serial killers want trophies. And the the thing about Raccoon City, Raccoon is an anagram for Corona. Mm. So that has also got people all in a tizzy. The problem with that logo, it is not from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You can even see the actual name of the place written in English. Underneath all of uh, the Chinese characters. Oh my god! It's a place in Shanghai. This is propaganda. Yeah, it's it's a it's just factually inaccurate. Yeah. It's a completely different place's logo, and they're saying it's the Wuhan Institute of Virology because it makes for a fun meme that scares people. But and it is a fun meme. It is like I. But yeah, it's irresponsible to. It's, I mean, it's very irresponsible and reckless. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be fascinating if they did have the same logo and all those similarities were there. Yeah, what a great story, right? Yeah, I mean, Raccoon and Corona, they're still anagrams, so yeah. good luck fighting back against I mean, that truth. Yeah, that's proof right yeah, there. Yeah, that is the proof. The proof is in the, in the Corona pudding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. This is... Everyone's really, like really isn't a tizzy about this yeah and i don't and i think it's because it's the media i mean this it's it this reminds me of the bird flu this reminds me of sars like you know right when everyone was freaking out and yeah it's horrible but like most you know it most people aren't gonna get it are exposed to it yeah. especially here yeah but it's i mean it's cause for concern if it does get here but i think it is but not to a point where people are asking if they should rub bleach on their skin right that will also fuck you up right and those are we're going to get in there's kind of two classes of conspiracy theories that have sprung up around (laughs) this there's where it came from and then the things you can do to prevent it yeah and they're both insane well, not actually the theories about where it came from are almost less insane. Yeah. But not really. Well, I think it's it's when people um put a motive to it. So, yeah. you know, there's a big difference between a leakage of something that's, you know, viruses are harder to contain than than horses. Right. So, you know, it's that versus, you know, this was injected into the population to kill you know, a city off and right. and make this country less dense or whatever, you know, whatever the motive there is. So like, those are two very different things. Yeah. Yeah. And we're seeing all of it yeah. with, with these conspiracies. The next one, China stole it from Canada. And this one is just kind of pure fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it started with an article on a bullshit news site called great game India, which That is quite a title. Yeah. Their argument is that Chinese intelligence infiltrated the National Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg. They're basing this entire theory on this 2013 article about the National Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg looking into a bunch of coronavirus outbreaks in Saudi Arabia. And what a lot of these stories and articles 
either don't realize or are intentionally leaving out is coronavirus is a, a term that covers a lot of different things. It's a large family of viruses that can range from a common cold to obviously uh, whatever is out right now, the yeah. novel coronavirus everyone's freaking out about now. Yeah, it's SARS was a coronavirus. MERS, which is Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, yeah. was a coronavirus. You get your common colds from coronavirus. So the fact that this lab was actually working on MERS. Yeah. That's it was outbreaks in Saudi Arabia. So they're just kind of taking the fact that the word coronavirus is in this article from 2013 and going, what if China stole it from Canada? So they're using this buzzword to create drama. Right. When taking it out of context. Yeah. When the, the fact is Canada didn't have this strain of coronavirus. That's not what yeah. they were working on. So that one's stupid. Uh, <laughs> it's a bioweapon created by the United States. This one comes from Russia. Yeah. And this is, it's stuff like this that make me so angry when people are like, stop seeing Russia in everything. It's like, motherfucker, Russia has been in everything forever. Yeah, just sort of there, like the nosy ant. Yeah. Like, it's what, they're like a stalker. <laughs> like, they're just always in the background fucking with you in some way. Remember the face app? Yeah. Where everyone was like, yeah, would that filter to make everyone look very old. Like, this is what you look right. like when you're 90. Yeah, because that won't come in handy in the future for a, a <laughs> country that might want to make fake videos of you. Like, oh my, my God. God. And they're doing the same thing now with coronavirus. There's two different articles. Too much time on their hands, maybe. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's their preferred method of yeah. fighting wars. Propaganda. And intervening in countries' affairs is propaganda. You know what? It's, it's less bloodshed. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it still obviously causes a lot of chaos. Yeah, we should just, there should be no more real wars. We should just have flame wars. Remember those? Yeah, you know. What happened to flame wars? Just use your words. Yeah. Use your ideas. Uh, I guess that, I guess that was the Cold War, though. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Just a different term. Those boomers called it a Cold War. <laughs> we called them flame wars. So there's two different articles where this started. One claimed that we launched the virus in China because we're losing billions of dollars in our trade war and want to undermine their country. That's evil. That is evil. And the coronavirus is definitely going to impact their economy in a really bad way. But there's no actual evidence. I mean, that, they are building hospitals. Yeah. And and I'm prob probably... You know, giving like there's probably a lot of job opportunities <laughs> for um, doctors and healthcare providers. Yeah, but the rest of like yeah, the rest of it, no one's like going to the th movies and. Well, a big part of their business or a big part of their economy is small and medium sized businesses, and most of those, unless they're like a small pharmacy or something, are. <laughs> Are, have been like ordered to shut down. Yeah. So they, there was this New York Times article where they interviewed a guy who uh, sells chickens. And he's like, not only can I not sell my chickens right now, but the company that I buy feed from, so my chickens stay alive, can't sell me feed. So I'm just going to lose everything. So it's just this domino effect of yeah. nothing being available and everyone's sort of at the state. Yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're these huge, um, quarantines, you know, you can't really get well, stuff. Well, the, the government won't let him sell anything. Yeah. Like the government ordered those yes. businesses to be shut down. So he has no income. Right. And it's, uh, it's going to fuck with China's economy quite a bit because yeah. that's a big, big part of their economy. So I understand why people would think the United States would want to introduce something like this into the population to... Uh, help us win a trade war? Like, that's really harsh. It's a, I mean, it is some evil shit. And we did recently sign a trade deal with China. It's ruthless. Maybe that's when we did it. Sign the trade deal. Oh, yeah. Got a little coronavirus on the on tip the of the pen. pen yeah. <laughs> Jab him in the arm. Le Trump did it. <laughs> Trump spread the coronavirus. He planted it on the pen, on yeah. the quill. Yeah. 
<laughs> they dipped it in the coronavirus and signed it. So I get why people think we would want to wreck China that way, but I just I'm I'm willing to see the evidence. Yeah, uh, I mean there isn't any. I mean that's one way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking up their shit. Well, you know, could quote unquote help us. But it's, you know, that's Yeah, and the thing is China cynical. That that take is assuming China is doing really well in that trade war. And they're not. Yeah. Like it's hurting China too. That's why we signed a trade deal. Like that's uh, you sign that deal when both sides agree that the war is over. Yeah. Uh, and there's still like a trade war going on, but there's just no proof that we created this and sent it to China, especially when you take into account that it's coming from a, this was coming from an actual Russian website. It's a juicy story though. Oh yeah, for sure. And tell your grandkids about it. That's but there's a, there's an example of Russia having done this in the past and yeah. it's, it's very similar. It was called operation infection, except infection with a K, K yeah, because it's Russia. Uh, and this was a propaganda campaign carried out by Russia starting in 1983 with the intention of spreading the idea that the United States created the AIDS virus and spread it on purpose. You know, I, yeah, I've, I've heard of this. I didn't realize it even stemmed from Russia or did it stem from Russia? Because it also it is interesting to think about how HIV was, you know, it is something that can be spread amongst heterosexual like couple sex partners but why was it so much in the gay community why was it so much in the hood you know right. why, why didn't you see this in the suburbs yeah you know why weren't you know your average you know straight dudes concerned about this so it's it is interesting which populations it affected yeah there there was a comedian uh i, I feel like i don't even want to name him even though it was on my podcast yeah and he he had gone to the doctor and just for like a routine thing and he was like uh oh should i get an aids test and the doctor was like are you gay and he's like no but i've had quite a bit of unprotected sex yeah. in my life and the doctor was just like nah you're probably fine what that's crazy <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean it's so, just as i mean isn't it just as easy to spread it between or is it more is it riskier with anal yeah see i don't know i don't i don't have but then it's also like it was it wasn't just like ravaging that community then you know then age was rampant in the hoods yeah so it is like it is in it is an interesting way to look at it a possibility that and it's evil again it's something that's evil that our government would do this as a way to population cleansing. Yeah. It's, I mean, disenfranchised, marginalized groups. It's probably a thing we should do a separate episode about. Yeah. At some point. But yeah, that particular campaign started with Russia. They were the first ones to spread that idea. And they kicked that campaign off the same way this one kicked off with an article in India but in this case, it was on uh, a newspaper, obviously, because it was 1983, <laughs> year of the Chicken McNugget. Uh, oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, the, the McNugget's older than I am. Yeah. Oh, I'm old enough to remember clearly getting Chicken <laughs> McNuggets in my life for the first time. Uh, See, I, I was just a privileged, privileged young you, person. You never knew how, that, how good you had it. They always existed. It was always there. Always Chicken Nuggets for you. You know? Ugh. Always had running water and always had chicken nuggets. <laughs> and that's all you need. Uh, so the headline in that article from 1983, AIDS may invade India, mystery disease caused by U.S. experiments. And it uh, turned out that was a Kremlin-backed newspaper. And in 1992, Russia admitted Operation Infection was a KGB operation. Wow. Russia had this weird period where they were like, we're going to be a good government now. Yeah. And it lasted about as long. Uh, it lasted until Putin took over. And then Putin was like, no more. We're it, done with that. It's interesting that they're um, they're dropping this information in Indian publications because there is 
I don't know what the political relationship is between the countries, but I just know every time I've talked to a Russian person who's a generation or two above me, they always talk about Bollywood movies. They love Bollywood movies. Weird. And then, you know, because I'm of Indian descent. Yeah. It's sort of like their point of connection with me. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that connection is because it is. it does seem otherwise random that they would choose this newspaper in India. Right. To release this propaganda about the u.s yeah it it yeah i don't know why you would start it in india that's it seems like a weird choice and then also you know so it says russia admitted that the operation was a kgb op or yeah infection was a kgb operation but i mean yeah i was always i was just i'm so curious I, I, we got to have another episode on this because are there other sources of information or claims about the government, you know, creating HIV, releasing it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a conspiracy that's been out there for a while. Either that or the idea that the U.S. government has a cure for AIDS and just doesn't. And because of the communities it was spreading in, they were like, eh, we can wait. Just, uh, yeah, thin out. Yeah. The... Popular. That's see, that's evil. Like to have your own government just kill, oh yeah, kill off. It's I was like even with the with the first um, theory that we were talking about with China releasing it. Like you know, it, you're it's you're devastating your own country. But then that goes back to sort of like the you know the the other theories of like nine eleven being an inside job and right. Yeah, I mean, we know our government has done lots and lots of awful shit. Like, everyone has to know that. Yeah. I, I'm, it's always shocking to me when people are shocked to find out that our government has done something well, crazy. What's more public is what the government has done outside of this country. And that's not, you know, yeah. like them, like bombing civilians in, in the Middle East. That's not, you know, that that's just news. Yeah, there's. Uh, and that's fucking awful. Abu Ghraib, like just all this stuff. But like, yeah. I think it's a lot more taboo to insinuate the government attacking its people. Oh yeah. That's not in mainstream media. Right. Yeah. There's like when it comes to us and biological weapons, there's a conspiracy theory or, or rumor that we actually used biological weapons in Korea. And that, would probably be worth exploring at some point as an episode too. I don't yeah. think it, we talked about it on, there's a documentary called Wormwood. Have you ever seen it? I haven't. It's on Netflix and it's about, uh, ostensibly it's about the CIA back when they were giving everyone LSD just to see what would happen. <laughs> uh, they gave this guy too much LSD and he jumped out a window and that was the story the CIA actually embraced. They were like, yep. That is exactly what happened. This was just an experiment and we gave him too much LSD and he committed suicide. But what that documentary ends up pushing as the actual thing that happened is that, yes, they gave him LSD, but it gave him a conscience. And what he wanted to do after he had his big LSD awakening was tell the American people that we used biological weapons in the Korean War. And all of this time when he's in CIA custody is basically them being like, listen, you cannot fucking tell people this or something bad will happen. And they just couldn't talk him out of it. How did so he get this information? Because he worked on oh, okay. the, the biological weapons program. So th- yeah, that's so weird that someone who works for the government is someone who's being experimented on that. Yeah. That, well, see, that's, that's what MK weird. ultra MK ultra was that. Uh, MK Ultra was just a big government experiment, like mind control. But the test subjects aren't aren't um, people who work for the government. No, they were like American citizens. So this guy also worked for the government. He also and worked was a test subjects simultaneously. They would do in the early K, early days of MK Ultra is just like take employees out to a retreat. to a cabin wow and then would just secretly dose everyone with lsd and see what happened the cia ran a fucking brothel in san francisco in the 60s and it was part of mk ultra they would get dudes high and fucking send in prostitutes and 
film it all. And then you have all this incriminating information on all these powerful dudes. I don't know if that sounds familiar to anyone. Uh, We covered it in another episode. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. But the government does some shit. I don't think anything's outside of the realm of possibility. I just don't know how. Like, I don't know. Like, to get a virus from the United States to China and unleash it, you got to travel with that thing in ideal conditions, which is kind of lends itself to what we're going to get into next is the myths and conspiracies that are popping up around how to protect yourself from coronavirus. And one of the concerns people had that we mentioned on the pretty scary episode is, well, what if I have a package coming from China? Can I, am I going to catch coronavirus that way? And you, you won't. Yeah. I think, I think it's a, it's not a dumb question. No, it's definitely not a dumb question, but the reason this is only spreading from people who are in close contact with each other is because viruses don't live that long outside their hosts. They need, they need very specific conditions to live and thrive. And the outside of an Amazon package coming from China in a shipping container is not the conditions they need. Yeah, yeah. So it's how do you smuggle a virus? Uh, you'd have to have like that contraption like in 12 Monkeys. You ever seen 12 Monkeys? No, but I think I know what you're talking about. You, you know the thing. Some TV show. Yeah, and it, go, it like makes a noise how when it shuts. Customs. You just f- uh, threaten to open it? I don't know. <laughs> Was this on Air Force One? So let's talk about the other conspiracies. Yeah that are coming up, which are the, the conspiracies about how to fight coronavirus. Oh yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is that we knew ahead of time about coronavirus. And the reason we, the United States knew is because coronavirus is listed as one of the things that Lysol and Clorox wipes are capable of killing. And they just say coronavirus. It just says coronavirus. Which is a family of a right. lot of different viruses, including one that... Yeah, it's, it's the, the same misunderstanding as in a lot of these other stories. Yeah. You see coronavirus and think that's what's happening right now. But coronavirus has been around forever. And there is actually... This version hasn't been around long enough for us to know if Lysol or Clorox... We'll kill it. Yeah. I mean, I bet they're they're uh, benefiting from it, though. Yeah, I bet they're itching I mean, to find out. Yeah. But. Itching, is that a symptom? Yeah. <laughs> they just walk in someone's apartment and spray it on the counter, <laughs> wipe it off, wait to see if they die two weeks <laughs> later. No one ever knows. Oh, my God. That would almost be the ethical way to do it. Just pick someone randomly. But it, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> it is. I can see how it benefits their business, though, because if they already have coronavirus listed on their labels, people will see that people are in a frenzy about the coronavirus. So, you know, they're like, oh, my God, this prevents it. Right. So you just see it. And then that's the thing is I, I before doing this podcast, I looked up coronavirus and that's, you know, when I found out, oh, it's a family of viruses and they're what people are freaking out is a very specific, specific virus in that large family. Right. So like oh. Almost all of us have probably had a version of coronavirus at some point. Like anytime you had a cold, you had it. And that's what Lysol and Clorox are talking about. It does not mean the United States had advanced knowledge of this coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, it just means like a lot of people get common colds and Lysol is like, well, this will protect you against the common cold. And it definitely doesn't mean you should like fashion one of those masks out of a Clorox wipe when you head out into the world. See, this is the, that shit does not need to be in your body. Clorox. No bleach. No. And that's the whole thing. We're going to talk in a couple minutes about that exact thing. People suggesting that you should drink this specific, like almost bleach solution. I knew a girl in college who used to take baths with bleach. Why? I don't know. I think she thought like, you must, must be a germaphobe. It's got to be bad for you. Yeah, I'm sure. Can't be good for your skin. No. <laughs> Soaking in bleach? Yeah, just, she's like, I just use a little bit of bleach on myself. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's that's weird. Um, also, garlic and sesame oil won't save you <laughs> from... there's the, the World Health Organization has had to get on Twitter and shoot down all these rumors. One of them 
is that if you spread either garlic or sesame oil on your body, it'll keep you from getting <laughs> this virus. Sounds like they're talking about casting a spell. Yeah, kind of. And you recite Veni Veni Vici. And I, I, one of the, the weird side effects of me having researched this so much the past week is uh, there's this dish called Wuhan noodles yeah. that I really want to try now. Because there's a there's a restaurant in Canada called uh, Wuhan Noodles 1950. Oh, that's how are they getting doing? Uh, they're getting all this racist bullshit on Instagram. They've lost like two thirds of their customers. Are people throwing Clorox at them? Yeah, like it's they're getting a lot of fucking heat over it, and they're like, "Man, we've never even been there. Like our ancestors are from there." It's just like. Like something like Chicago pizza. Like if Chicago yeah. was infected and exactly. there was a Chicago pizza and wherever. But that made me look up the uh, the dish they serve, which is, it's called hot dry noodles. It sounds so fucking good. I mean, I'm kind of, I want it too. I'm hungry. There's a place in San Gabriel Valley that serves it that I found. And I think I'm going to head out there this weekend this fucking virus isn't keeping me you're gonna go to san gabriel valley for the coronavirus I'm gonna go to the sgv and eat them corona noodles <laughs> i cannot wait it sounds so fucking good it does actually and it's they're cooked in sesame oil so i wonder if people like saw that and were like oh yeah two and two together sesame oil will keep you safe from wuhan virus uh other than that, I have no idea yeah. where people got this from. The The World Health Organization also had to, like, warn people about putting, like, uh, Lysol and shit on their upper lip, assuming that, like, oh, if I come into contact with it, it's going to fly over that Lysol on my <laughs> lip first, and then I'll be safe. I and, mean, yeah, it's just you're breathing the air. Yeah, you're just breathing Lysol for as long as it takes for that to dry. And uh, that could also make you sick. Yeah. So. Don't do it. Um, and uh, there's also this crazy article on, it's on a, a tabloid. Yeah. So hopefully most people don't believe it. It's on The Sun, which is a, a British tabloid. And the headline says, first Brit known to catch virus beat deadly flu with glass of hot whiskey and honey. <laughs> I he, mean, that's silly. It's dumb. It's so dumb. And it, if you read the article, that is in no way, shape, or form what happened. This guy was a teacher in Wuhan, and he's 25 years old, yeah. appears to be in pretty good health. So he's not even sort of the demographic yeah. in terms of who this kills. Yeah, And he says he didn't take the antibiotics because he didn't want to take medicine. But then he also says they gave him an inhaler. Yeah. And he took that until it ran out. Well, that's medicine, dude. Yeah. So you were taking medicine, but then he also says, I drank uh, hot whiskey with honey every day also. And now this headline is, <laughs> man wins with whiskey and honey. Yeah. Like, no. He wrestles a coronavirus. Yeah. Drunk and just fucking yeah. smashes it. If you catch coronavirus, please do not just drink whiskey and honey and hope it's going to go away. I mean, they don't even include the inhaler part in the yeah. in the title. Yeah, that and that uh, that seems important. Yeah. Oh, the actual medicine he was taking in addition yeah. to the whiskey and honey. Yeah, but what do I know? I mean, the last time I drank whiskey, the next day I got the flu. So, you know, what do we know? I've never woken up from drinking whiskey feeling better. Not not in a million years. <laughs> So, and the the last thing, don't drink bleach, please. Yeah. There is, for at least a decade now, there has been this drink called Miracle Mineral Solution that people have been promoting on the internet as this cure-all for pretty much any disease. And- <laughs> It's the cure for life. Yeah. Yeah. It will cure that if you drink enough of it. It's a, a solution of 28% sodium chloride in distilled water- it sells for around $28 for a four-ounce bottle, and it's basically diluted bleach. And the FDA has, on several occasions, uh, urged people not to drink it. It uh, can lead to things like severe, dom severe vomiting, diarrhea, severely low blood pressure, and acute liver failure. So question, if this is not even FDA-approved, in fact, the FDA is saying don't drink this, is this still being marketed as a drink? 
Yeah, it's still being marketed as a cure for all of your diseases. This is a legal thing available for consumers. Yeah, because it it doesn't, uh, it, they're not promoting it. As, I mean, there's no illegal ingredients in it. But just to market it as a drink? Well, it's being marketed as a health supplement. But if it's poisonous, it's to me, it's it's pretty wild that it's out there because I mean they're taking like flavored vapes off the market. So well, kids yeah, aren't, I mean so. cigarettes are still on the market. Yeah, and those kill four hundred thousand people a year. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I I don't know exactly how much leeway they have to intervene in a situation like that. Yeah. Um. I don't. I didn't look into how this is marketed. But it is, it, I, I know you have to drink it. Uh, I don't know if it's like energy shots or <laughs> anything like that, or if it has like a cute cartoon mascot. You can get a side at, at the Wuhan Cafe. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'll try it when I'm there. I'll, I'll bring some with me <laughs> to eat the Wuhan noodles. Uh, but this stuff has been around for like 10 years. And on January 22nd, a Twitter user pointed out that coronavirus is on a list of pathogens that can be killed by chlorine dioxide. So a completely different substance. Yeah. But people are like, oh, I bet that miracle mineral solution will work. They just see the buzzword coronavirus. Same thing with the Lysol conspiracy yeah. theorists. And with that, people started uh, posting it on websites as a potential cure for coronavirus. So just go to the doctor if you get it. Like, I don't know what. Yeah. Like this is this has to be marketed to people who are afraid to go to the doctor or who don't trust modern medicine. Well, you're probably latching on to people who I mean, when you're getting people in a frenzy, you're not in the right state of mind. Right. You're thinking from a very fear based place. And if you if you sort of spin out, you know, you might see that and be like, oh, fuck, I need to do this. Like, right. Because you're not feeling stable. Yeah. And that's the thing. They they don't so much push it as a a thing that will cure your coronavirus. It's just a thing you should drink to keep from catching any number of diseases because they can all be killed by this solution. But the Mm. thing is they can't be like, it doesn't work that way. You don't drink this and then it kills the coronavirus that's in your lungs. Well, yeah, it kills your lungs. So it kills the coronavirus (laughs) that's living on your lungs, you know, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what also would kill the coronavirus killing the host. Yeah, that might be the best. (laughs) Let's just. Why is that bleach so diluted? Yeah, exactly. Drink real bleach. Pick it up, you know? Yeah. Be like Artie Lang, you pansies. (laughs) Drink actual bleach. Uh, But yeah, this is uh, I mean, the reason this all spreads is because Facebook and Twitter. And I don't know that we've had this kind of outbreak at a time when social media is what it is now. Yeah. Which is just like a factory for fake news. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting if this catches on here. Like, are there going to be like anti-vaxxer types who are like, don't take the vaccine. It's just going to make things worse. And then what if the vaccine does make things worse? Yeah. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't come to that. But you ever played Plague Incorporated? No. It's a phone game. Uh They've come out and said it's not an actual simulation for how a virus spreads. And I understand that. But it's a game where you play as a disease and your job is to eradicate humanity. Okay. And as you mutate as a virus, humanity starts fighting back. Like they start trying to create a cure. They start shutting things down. Yeah. And you have to keep mutating to overcome all of that. And what I would suggest is download that game to your phone. It's free. Put it on difficult and try to infect the United States with your new virus. It's very hard. I know it's not the exact same thing, yeah, but it's hard in that game because it's hard in real life to infect a country like the United States on a wide scale with a disease like that. So just keep that in the in your in your back pocket next time you have the sniffles, yeah, and you're worried you might have coronavirus. You probably do, and it's probably the kind that just gives you a cold. So uh, take it easy with take the conspiracy theories. Yeah, it's just what if you ha- what's the point of freaking out? Is that going to help you? Yeah, I like that. That like this conversation right now is what they would play at the beginning of some apocalypse movie. <laughs> 
where everyone's like, nah, what the fuck? <laughs> Nothing's going on. And then cut to a year later. We're still trying to record, but we're just a shell of ourselves. No one's listening. There's no electricity. We're all dying. Just it's well, also, it's just like free. But the thing is freaking out that lowers your immunity. Stress lowers your immunity. And right. Lowered immunities are, you know, I think viruses love. Yeah. Love less troops to fight. Yeah. That's how you catch these viruses. So relax. Relax, baby. Take it easy. Chill. Uh, But I think that's our episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I feel better, so I mean, whether I whatever virus I had, you know, I just drank some whiskey and honey. <laughs> just, oh, and I, I took some inhaler shit too, but whatever. Inhale bleach. Yeah. <laughs> you put bleach in an inhaler and um, take that in. I think it was diluted like uh, ninety or ninety percent bleach. Yeah, ninety ten. ten. You want a real lean bleach? Not a lot of fat bleach. on that bleach. CBD. <laughs> yeah. Ten one. <laughs> yeah, ten to one bleach CBD ratio. Guzzle whiskey, just for actually grain alcohol. Guzzle Everclear. And, just go get uh, some rubbing alcohol. Ninety two percent. Yeah, drink proof. rubbing alcohol like Kitty Dukakis. <laughs> and I guarantee no virus will fuck with you. Right. Don't do it. Don't don't do any of that. Please don't do it. We're we're lying to you. Uh. All right. Do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Yeah, the facial recognition comedy podcast. It's a f- weekly podcast. Um talk a lot of shit it's fun it's juicy um and then we have a tour as well for stand-up same name um and then my stuff i put out my own content fizzadasani.com and at fizzadasani f-i-z-a-a-d-o-s-a-n-i and keep in mind fizzes with one z and two a's don't forget it usually people will flip it and it looks like pizza and then you know that's not my name pizza yeah that would be pizza wouldn't it Pizza Dasani. So you, a pizza. Dude, I was on the phone with like customer service and some lady swore I was Italian. She's like, she just assumed I was Italian because of my last name. She's like, I'm Italian Weird. like you. <laughs> I didn't even correct her because she seemed so happy. Good for her. I was her. like, let her have that. Yeah, of course. Uh, I didn't want to break her heart. Uh, I don't have anything to plug. Uh, follow us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash unpops. You get bonus episodes of this podcast. And a bunch of other bonus episodes every damn week. And uh, I'll be touring in 2020, which is this year. We have a Chicago show set up for May. We'll be adding more shows really soon. Information about tickets. All that shit. And uh, that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Fizza, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye.